You're listening to a 1FM podcast. Welcome to the AFL Opening Bounce edition, round round zero edition of the AFL Opening Bounce because there is football coming up and we thought we'd get in a week early like we always do. It's been a long summer. We've had lots of cricket, lots of boredom, lots of all these bits and pieces, but as of the other night, there was football back on the TV. And I'm Jason Asplund here, going to run the show again this year for, for a fair while of it. And I think I'll have a few cameos come in from the great Jay Welsh and a few others as the season goes on. But the show would be nothing just with me here on my own. It only works when I have my two uh, evil compatriots, Sydney the Bridge. Sydney the Bridge Asplund, how are you doing? Great. Good to be here. Yes, and... Um and looking forward to the season. I love the start of the season. I tell you, I just, you know, you, you wait so long for the cricket season to get over with. And the Aussies are doing half okay in, Tas- in Tasmania, in New Zealand, I mean. Uh, but football takes the rule. It is everything. And if football around the Golden Valley has to have the stats man in it. Mark, the stats man, Owens, thank you for coming back in. Welcome. Hello, listeners. Hello, boys. Great to see you guys after a... Long hot summer, first day of autumn, of course, March 1. Uh, round zero next week. We've got two buys uh, throughout the season as well for each and every club. And it's going to look a little differently. But I think overall the football's going to be the same. And it's been exciting over the last couple of seasons. And I don't see why that's not going to change in season 2024. You know, you know what I think is going to be the hardest thing this year? What's that, Bridges? Is the ladder. Who's going to end up in the eight? Like, you look at the... At the oh. Anyone really, bar the bottom two, could jump up and play finals or win the flag. I don't know. I've watched some of those preseason games and the bottom two's getting bigger each time I watch a game. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but they're not... Are they trying in those games? They're, they're out it's there. It's more are they capable, I think, is what I'm looking at in some of those games. Look at last night at the Suns. Are they capable of a game plan or understanding it? We'll get to that a little bit later when we talk about the, all the bits. But before we go any further, this is big. Now... Oh, yeah. A few years ago, we wanted to get, because, you know, Sydney the Bridge, you have a real problem of talking to us when you're not actually talking to your microphone, okay? And a few of our other guests uh, don't like microphones at all, and they think they talk at the window, as, as we've had over the years. So we asked Adam Watkins, our great tech man, to give us headset microphones. And it took a little bit to get going, but the other day I said to Adam, Adam, the footy season started and there's no headset mics. What do you know? I walk in here today... And you boys have got headset microphones on and we'll be talking into the microphone with every word. So thank you very much, Adam. Great tech work. If there's something that needs to be fixed, he, he can do it. He can do it. He's fantastic. How do, they, how do they sound, by the way? Well, they sound fine to me, but hey, I'm, I'm not the one listening yeah, out there listening. on the well, air. I hope so, it sounds all right. So. So, yep, shoot me a, an SMS or a, 
a messenger post if you're listening to us and let us know what we sound like on the new headsets. But I, yes, I'm sure there'd be some Collingwood supporters out there hanging on still singing oh, their song from last year. I, I got a message from Heather, our great Collingwood supporter, the, the other day asking if we were going round again and I said, well, we need to because someone's got to come and bag Collingwood. So uh, she didn't like that. Uh, I think she sent me back a Collingwood picture of them holding a cup or something. I don't know what the cup uh, was. So, but anyway. How did you feel about the... After the grand final, we knew you were pretty excited, Stats. How's it been over summer being the Premiers? It's been great. Just a daily reminder that Collingwood are the Premiers to everyone that I meet in the street, and it's been absolutely fantastic. I only hope that you guys, St Kilda Football Club, and I mean this with all sincerity, manage to experience that grand final because I can remember the one for me is always going to be 1990 because that was the one... I'd never seen Collingwood win a grand final. Saw them lose a heap of them. Yep. So to break that drought in 1990, their last flag being 1958, that's always going to be the one. I and agree. I was happy. I was a 23-year-old at that point in time in my life. I'm now 57 years of age and seen three. So that's how often they come around. You yeah. know, three flags in 57 years of life for myself. Yeah. And I really hope... You know, stats? Jason Asplund, yourself, I really hope that... You do experience one before you leave this mortal coil. I, I do hope that. But you say you're only 57. You look at, don't, don't look a day over 90. <laughs> <laughs> well, 1990 and 90, so I'll accept that. Yep, there you go. <laughs> uh, you're right, Stats. That was a big day. Um, we were in Gatton at the time, travelling around Australia. and Gatton Rouge. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a big day. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Look, you're right. Uh, it's and look, I, I thought maybe well, I guess it was I was a bit lucky on the first week because I spent the first week after the grand final in Queensland at the National Carnival away from playing football away from all the Collingwood supporters. But by the time I got back, I think they'd mellowed and they I, I sort of expected a bit more cockiness over the whole summer. But I haven't really experienced no, I, that. I, I think they yeah. they've been pretty humble in in victory. So. Well done to Collingwood fans. You're out there. You've done well. Oh, it was a great win. I thought it was a it was a good grand final. I didn't think it was a great grand final. It was close and it was tense, yes. But I've seen... How you could know, you not say it was a great grand I final? Thought, I thought it was one of the better ones. Yeah. yeah. It was Particularly close, in the first half. It was close and it was tense and whatever else. But we have seen, like over the summer, what have we seen? We've seen dozens of other grand finals or whatever else. And I just thought... It was a great grand final. It was very good, and it wasn't a blowout, which we've seen so many of over the last 20 years. So in that way, it was awesome. Uh, Brisbane, have to feel a little disappointed that they didn't quite finish it off? I, I don't think that... Like, I think they'll be pretty peeved that they didn't win the flag, but at the same time, they've built a bit more onto their list. They haven't really lost much out of their list. When we go through the ins and outs... If they're not reloading to go again, then then there's going to be issues. So they're right up there. When we get to tips later on, they're my guy, I think, at the moment that I, I really feel is a, a bit of a, a good shot at winning a flag. Well, there's a couple of things against them. The first thing is a side hasn't come back and gotten back into the grand final losing side since Hawthorne a decade ago. So that's on the table. Not to say that they can't do it. In their corner though they get all these games at the Gabba Huge and then they get advantage. the home final in the first week or you assume they'll get the home final in the first week and then get the home prelim uh, so they're nearly gifted the grand final with that big advantage that they've got 
The issue for me, and I, you can coming say from what a you Col- like. Hang on. Coming from a Collingwood fan who spends every game at the MCG, you even get St Kilda home games moved to the MCG. Um, you live on the hallowed turf. Well, hang on a minute. We so played Brisbane at Docklands last year. But why don't you make every grand final then under your theory? Brisbane have such a big advantage. Wait, it's the biggest that, advantage in the, football the at the moment. The thing is, they've got the list to go with that advantage. Yep. And, you know, and it's not look, just yeah. that advantage. I'm, I'm not decrying that. List. I'm saying good luck to them. Right. right. They've created that fortress and good luck to them. So it hasn't always been a fortress up there, but the last four to five years under Fagan, oh. it has become – you can basically you can't win there. But the, the other thing too is, and you brought up the MCG. Now, I think they go there once this year in the first 15 rounds. And, and then they, they might won get, one, one of 15 there? Yeah, something like that. Who goes there once? Brisbane. Brisbane. Yep. And they've only won one of their last 15 there. I think someone showed a stat the other day of how many times people go to the MCG each year. Taylor Swift's there three times. Saints are there once. Uh, <laughs> that, that, I think we've got two. But, but oh, the, the thing is maybe. that one Collingwood, the grand final, in the end, Collingwood played the nuances of the MCG just a fraction better than Brisbane and on the day. experience of the ground. They made the ground big when they wanted to score with offensive weapons. And then when in that second quarter in particular, when Brisbane had the run on, they made the game small. Whereas Brisbane just sort of played the same way all day, didn't change anything up. Collingwood, Collingwood were like 10 games, game plans in the one afternoon. And they played the MCG better only because they've got the experience. You know the best part about being last year's grand final? It's over and done with. We don't have to have it anymore. Collingwood won. It's done. It's buried. Round zero starts in five days' time. There's a new season and there's a, oh, it's a whole new clean well, I'm slate. I'm only offering up what I yep. feel are positives for Brisbane and negatives well, for Brisbane. There's another point comes in there. I think that I'm not exactly sure, but along the lines of no one's won a flag when they've been up there for over five years in the top four. Well, while we're talking right. about... So Brisbane. they haven't won one in five years this is their sixth year the other thing is if they don't get it this year next year they lose their ground they will have to play somewhere else well that's even isn't that under debate that that's going to change it's under debate where they're going to pull the whole stadium down yeah right but they are going to revamp the stadium to a degree would kill their crowd numbers and and it also puts them on another ground Yep. So they lose that advantage. So one of the things I've got here and I thought might be really good to go through because obviously we finished last season, we came and we came back and we did a bit of a trade talk show at the, at the week afterwards and things like that. But we missed the draft. We missed who actually did get traded. All the, the goodies that happened in the off-season that had no bounce of the ball happen. So let's have a look at the teams that what they actually did in the off-season. And you'll have some of this info too, Stats. We'll start with Brisbane because we've, got, we've just been talking about Brisbane. So what did they lose? They lost Marcus Adams. Well, he's, he was good, but he didn't play many games for them. Nakai Cockatoo, Blake Coleman, Tom Fullerton got traded to Melbourne, not really in their best 22. Jack Dunstan was just a, a stopgap in the forward line for them. Reith Matheson and Daniel Rich retired. That's the big one for them. But he really pulled he himself in out. He was team. Yep, he, he realised when his time and stood aside. What did they bring in? They brought in Tom Doty from Adelaide. Well, that's a rip of Backman that's come in. Yes, but he's going to miss the first at least half of the year. Well, then they can come back and play a grand final, can't he? Uh, then the draft, they picked up Logan Morris, uh, pick 31, Luke Lloyd at pick 42, 
and then they were into rookies. So they really didn't pick up much that they're, they're going to use this year out of the draft. They picked up future picks, future kids. Yes. Uh, will Ashcroft come back? What stage of the year will Ashcroft come back, do you reckon? I, I, I had that on my iPad, which I left in the I car. I just had a question mark for Ashcroft and uh, me and just uh, left it at that. I wasn't sure when he'd be back. He should but, be back within the first six or eight but weeks, But in I saying that, right. they've got a gun midfield. Uh, he, great with, with him in the side. Round 12. It's, it's even... 12. So back you, after the bye. I mean... They got to a grand final without him at the end of the day, didn't they? So, I mean, you've got Bailey and Dunkley and McCluggage, uh, McEnany in the ruck, Neil, the Brownlow medalist, and Zorko. I mean, there's some weapons in that midfield. And Dodie's round three, Bridges. So Dodie's round three. three yeah. So they're going to miss him for a couple of weeks. So if anything, they've topped up with one decent defender and lost Jack Gunston. They haven't really changed their list much. Jack really wasn't in their best 22. Well, he was on the field, but... At times. At the way that Joey Danaher's playing at the moment, I really don't think there was room for Gunston in there. So, as far as Brisbane go, we, in the trade period, are we happy with what they did? I don't think they needed to do anything, really. Like you said, they got Dodie in from Adelaide, another defender, because they were actually uh, ranked fifth defensively last year, but this might surprise... Few in their midfield, they're actually ranked eighth. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing on a couple of things on Brisbane, their experience. They average seventy eight point eight games per player, average, ranked fourth for the year. Their age, they're twenty four. Average is twenty five. Yeah, four older Sid. Yeah, twenty five, four four games extra fourth. You know, um, their average is twenty five point one years, ranked fourth for the year. Goals. 51 As in the fourth, fourth oldest or the fourth youngest? The fourth. They're the equal fourth oldest. Oldest, yep, oldest okay. List. Goals, average 51 career goals, ranked fourth for the year. Okay, the last one, Brownlow votes, average 12.9 career votes, ranked fifth for the year. And free every time, free votes for Lockie Neal. Well, uh, I still am not impressed th- th- with that. Three, uh, look, round minus one, Lockie Neal, three votes. There you go. Already, he's already got three, and he hasn't even played. He got probably got three votes in the preseason last <laughs> night. <laughs> but uh, look, I can't have him on the brown low there. But that's a whole separate topic. But I think they topped up. Um, they're definitely moving forward. Let's move a bit alphabetical uh, and jump into Adelaide. Now, Adelaide, what did they lose? They lost Dodie, obviously, because he did. We just spoke there. Jason Hately was delisted. Never made it. Fisher McCasey retired. Now he was. A very early pick, pick two or pick three defender that was uh, expected to come on, and he just he retired halfway through last year. Well, you know, retired early. He didn't actually play. No. He he's had um, a few mental ish- demons, and he retired for personal reasons. And I, I think he just AFL wasn't for him. Paul Seedsman's retired, so that's a bit out of their middle. But again, not a real lot's jumped out of their their list that they. Other than than Dodie, but what did they bring in? Daniel Curtin. Now pick eight in the draft. This kid is gonna be an absolute star. He's for, uh, he was in the waffle last year, so he's from Perth, uh, West Coast. Considered taking him pick one over Harley Reid and over the others. They didn't in the end. He ended up going pick eight, but he is gonna be a, a top defender. The way that I watched his his setup is very McGovern like. He's an inner, he's a tall defender that can intercept Mark. Hundred and ninety seven centimetres, ninety five kilos. Yep. And he was play, played a lot more in the defensive midfield in the waffle. 
Adelaide are going to use him as a key defender. He's a left footer, ball magnet, and I believe that he was off to GWS before Adelaide offered picks 11 and 15 for him. So they obviously rate him very highly. And losing Doty, they've slit that, filled that spot, bang, straight away. A good pickup for Adelaide there, I think. Uh, one, the one that has impressed me so far in the preseason game or games was Riley Thilthorpe. Right. Number two pick. He should have been number one, but they pushed him down to two. Hasn't looked much good over the first few years, but this year he looks on. He looks big. He looks strong. He looks involved. I think he's going to be one of the climbers of the year. As far as well, it's one of question mark. 21 games last season, 18 goals, nine. And uh, he was striking at 66.7% in front of goal. But and he's, 18 goals, he needs to do more than that. Well, yep. he's, he's still got Tex there with him. So he's, his job is to take the second defender and play second fiddle to Tex. But so he doesn't have to kick yeah. 60 goals. But you don't expect a big forward in his first three years to do all you want him to do. No. This is his fourth year. The, you know, the penny starts to drop about now. Well, I, I sort of think, Sydney, it's the third year where they start to really come on, well, particularly big 18 forwards. goals. Can you, look, he's only kicked 30 goals so far, right? He kicked 18 yeah, last year. I think he year. might have kicked five of those in his first game too, yeah, by the way. Exactly. So, <laughs> and he's, he's, right, so he kicked 18 goals last year. Compare that to the two years before, he's improved last year. So what else did they pick up? Charlie Edwards at pick 21. And a couple of category rookies, Oscar Ryan at pick 27. Nothing that's really stood out in the preseason. Chris Burgess was a trade from the Gold Coast. I don't see him getting a run. So did Adelaide improve their list? Well, they really just sort of stepped one old for a younger. Dodie's a little bit injury prone and they brought in Curtin. Have they strengthened? Not really. But then they were already probably one of the youngest list bridges. You've got, you've, climb, yeah, you've they, got me a, some I stats do. here. Experience, 61.6 games, 15th ranked. Age, 24.3 years, ranked 14th for the year. 14th oldest. Yep. Uh, goals, 37.9 career goals, average 12th. And Brownlow votes, 10.7 career votes, ranked 11th. It's a gun forward line. Ranked second in the league last only season. Only if Walker stands up again. Yeah, only if Walker stands well, up again. You're right. See, but that's a debate, though. You, we're just saying that Thilthorpe needs to stand up. Does does Walker need to kick 60? Or if they both kick 40, is that not an improvement? Well, you had Isaac Rankin kicking 36 goals. Fogarty kicked 34 last year. Peddler, 25. Rochelle, 23. Benny Keys kicked 22 as well. It is a, it is a loaded forward line. And but well, then defensively, they rank 14th. So they're going to leak goals again. Yes, that's fair. If uh, we, they had a lot of injuries in their back line last year. So current injuries for them that sit. Uh, Jordan Butts has hurt the top of his hamstring, so he's hurt his butt. Um, in the, he'll but, come back. But, but. but uh, Malera, practice matches. Nick Murray, mid-season knee. Rory Sloan, detached retina, test for round one. So that's... That's the one. That's one of their starters, and Jalake Saligo. Sol- uh, he's possibly back in the practice matches, but they've already got cover for him with a few of the in there. Sloan draft. at thirty-four is not. He's the best has passed him. Last year was reasonably average, um, so I I think he'll struggle. He at still times had plenty of the ball when he was out there. So uh, Rochelle, he's another one that's coming on. He'll be in his. This will be his third year. Matt Crouch. Well, he got back into the team, but for the two years before that, he wasn't in their best. Will he stay in their best team? 
I think he will. I think Matt Crouch will stay in there. Josh Rochelle, as you said, will sit half forward to switch into the midfield is where they're, they're talking Jordan with him. Jordan Dawson's a gun. Keys is pretty solid, I reckon, forward or mid. And so if, if we look at their list, yeah, Keys, Isaac Rankin, their, their forward line's strong. Their back line, though, Josh Worrell, their best predicted back line, Josh Worrell, Nick Murray, Brody Smith, Wayne Malero, Jordan Butts, Max McElhaney. That doesn't stack up to as a premiership back line to me. No. Well, the question and really with Adelaide is, can they take that step to the eight? That's the question. Well, that's what you're saying. Stats they're going to leak goals, and that backline says I'm leaking goals. And that and that's the one thing. Look, I was pretty bullish on them making or getting close to the eight. I had them just out last season. It's defensively that worries me. They've got the gun forwards. The midfield sort of aging. So I, I've got them thirteenth. I'm not. I'm not giving you my eight or ladder yet. One yep. thing with Adelaide, though, we'll, they will hold out. Just for everyone there, we'll give our ladders and our Brownlow tips that next week because this week, we'll, by the time we start talking about all these teams, we'll fill up our yeah. time like always. One thing with Adelaide they have to fix if they're going to go anywhere is their travel. Their travel last year was pretty disastrous. They didn't win all their games at home either. That cost them finals. But they, for them to make finals, they have to win away. All right. Well, let's jump to a sponsor's break. On the other side of sponsor's break, we will pick up with Carlton, I think, will be next on our list. You're listening to the AFL Opening Bounce. And, well, we've got to work on who our main sponsor is going to be this this season. But one of the sponsors that, that we definitely do have is Factor One Accounting. They are always here to support us here at 1FM and uh, been a big part of our show over the last couple of years. So we will put our sponsorship towards them at this stage. You're listening to the AFL Opening Bounce live and local on 1FM. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. What can we offer you in the months ahead? One, tractor parts, new and used for Ford, Fiat, Massey, Ferguson, Sami, Deutz, Landini, McCormick, New Holland and Grey Fergies. Two, used tractors for sale and we are looking for good used tractors and sick tractors to wreck. Plus, new mulches, multi-disc sprayers, etc. It will get tough in the months ahead, so to save dollars, ring me, Daryl, at Aussie Ag Supplies 0428 235000. I'll repeat that, 0428 235000. 1FM Sponsor. As we age, maintaining good health and living a pain-free life can become more difficult. Are you somebody who suffers from regular back or sciatic nerve pain? The Natural Approach Healing Centre in Kyabram has been treating people with these conditions for more than 30 years. Don't put up with pain any longer. Book an appointment at the Natural Approach Healing Centre in Kyabram today. Most people only need one or two sessions. Call Sharon today on 0416 494 476. That number again, 0416 494 476. You will also find us at www.naturalapproach.com.au. Station sponsor. A spider's invading your house. Have you found white tails in your bedroom or a red back under the toilet seat? Now is the time of year that lots of spiders hatch and baby spiders become big spiders. At Jason's Pest Control, we are here to help you get a spider-free home. We only use high-quality products that not only kill spiders, but also mozzies, flies, and other insects. We treat inside your roof, inside your house, and everywhere outside, including sheds, fences, clotheslines, and rubbish bins. This year, get your spider treatment done right. Call Jason's Pest Control now. 1-800-599-699. 1FM sponsor. A 1FM community service announcement. 
And GB Giants Masters Football Club is now recruiting players over 35. AFL Masters gives mature age over 35s the opportunity to participate in our great game of Australian rules. You will compete with similar age players in a safe and well-organised, family-friendly, enjoyable atmosphere. Have you played 300 games or and want to change? Or maybe never played before. GV Giants welcomes all players, regardless of your football playing experience. Find them on Facebook or call 0411 689 449. And this has been a community service announcement on Lot 1FM Live and Local. And welcome back to the AFL Opening Bounce. And one of the others that will be a sponsor for us uh, on our show here over the, the winter period, I was going to say summer, but it's done and dusted, the winter period, is the GV Giants, the Masters Football Club, which is where my old little bald head runs around and plays football. But with some tomorrow stats, you have got our coach coming in to have a chat on Saturday Sports, Stephen Tate coming in. Yeah, at 11 o'clock, uh, tomorrow after the 9 news at 11, and we'll have Raymond Coz as well after that for have a look at big meeting at Flemington. But looking forward to the chat, and I can't believe you've skipped autumn, one of the greatest seasons of all. You've gone straight from summer to winter. Yeah, Don't straight, like autumn. Football, f- winter's football, man. Winter's football. It's too hot running around playing football at the, in, the, in the autumn. How the Giants going for numbers? By the, uh, way, Giants, the numbers look good. We had, our, had a training the other night, which was great. And we had Shep News out. There's an article in the Shep News. Everyone stop and have a, a read of that one. But we are looking for more. So if you look, you're not sure where you're going to play football this year. You've played forever. You're over 35 and you're sort of sick of getting, I guess, punched in the back of the head running around with that. And you want to play, you want to play football for fun then that's what Masters is sort of about. It's it's about friends, family, and everybody gets together and has uh, some fun playing football in a bit more controlled environment of football. One thing they do have is the old... Remember years ago, Statue would go to a dance and they'd everyone bring a plate and they'd have a great feed there at half You go to the Giants game, after the game, they put on a spread. Yep. It's awesome. It is, yes. and that. So if you're not sure, listen in tomorrow at 11 o'clock. Have a listen to the coach tomorrow and then he'll give you some contact details there and you can get in touch. The trainings are always at ch- uh, Wednesday at 6 o'clock start at the Kyala Oval. <coughs> so that's sort of down the back of Kyala, just on the corner of Rafferty Road there. That oval there, that's where we train. It's a beautiful oval. It's, it's so soft, that ground. It was amazing to be on. So that is, anyway, that's the Giants football, so welcome there for that. And let's move back into two clubs. Next one on our hit list is Carlton. Now, the Blues, so what did they manage to fit in their salary cap that possibly had no way possible of fitting in? Well, not a real lot this year. they obviously still paying the bills from last time. Matt Carroll come in in the rookie draft, and Ashton Moore come in at pick 29, and Billy Wilson at pick 34 in the... The main draft, they brought in Orazio Fantasia as a delisted free agent. I think that's a good pick-up for Carlton. He looked okay in the oh. practice match, just. Is he... Is he going to be injured is the question. Well, I was going to say, is he even close to win their best 22? He's if he's on games, the... 141 goals, I think he's going to resurrect his career there. Oh. If he's fit, he'll be in their best 22. I've got my doubts on that. that, that he's the exact player they've got 10 of. 
Uh, well, but is he better than Dirt and a couple of those well, other maybe. small forwards? And yes, he is. Elijah Hollands, they brought in from the Gold Coast. I think now, that's another good pick-up too. He, he didn't get a run-up there at all, and I've got him in a draft, and a guy was trying to buy him off me in the draft, and I, I chose to hold him because the reports from Voss were that he's burning up the track, and he looked okay in their practice match. I thought he looked okay at the Suns too. Like He wanted to leave. Suns didn't want to lose. He, however, he's going to start suspended for the first couple of weeks for drug strike, so... Um, okay. he, he's coming in with a colourful history so it might have been a, a son's offloading something that they couldn't and he's moved wants to play with his brother of course Ollie Hollands is there what did they lose they lost a fair bit and this could where we really have to reassess Carlton Ed Kerno retired old mm-hmm. but really good Paddy Dow traded to St Kilda Zach Fisher traded to North Melbourne Josh Honey delisted and Lockie Plowman retired as well so that they lost a... F- not a, not I, critical, though. I, Dow was their future, maybe. Yeah, but other than that, I don't think they've lost much. Fisher. Fi- Fisher's good. Uh, Injury prone, but... Exactly. So have they lost much there? No. And now if I look at their injuries, what have they got? Two, four, six, eight. Weedering is injured. Um, that's the their first. In, their injury list, look, most of them are, are going to disappear pretty quickly, but Hollands is suspended till round three. Durden... Hamstring, Matt Owies, calf, Weedering, round two with a calf, Zach Williams, knee, Jack Martin, a knee, Sam Walsh back, possible round one in. So they're not too bad. Just that gives Fantasia, with those two small forwards out there, that gives Fantasia a walk-up start. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Uh, what do you think about them, Stats? Look, I've got them inside the top eight, but in the bottom half of the eight uh, for the season. Look, they got the guns up forward, haven't they? And, yeah, look, the midfield, Sam Walsh and Sierra, Pitnett and the Ruck and Cripps and Hewitt and Elijah Holland from the Suns. He only played 14 games there, but I think he adds a bit of impact to the side. But I see them being very similar to last year. Look, they could get into the top four but and even get to a, a, a prelim again. I can't have them winning the grand final, though. I can't either. I, I actually, I'm, I, as I say, I'm not giving my eight yet, but I'm struggling to get them in the eight. If you look at their top six away players, yes, they're good. They're solid in those top six away, but they fall away pretty quickly. Can the football world survive if Carlton won, or Collingwood won one year and Carlton won the next? Uh, that's uh, we, that's we, not we cha- a bright thought. We, we changed the sports or something, them, don't we? The reason why I had them in the eight fundamentally was that they were second defensively last year. Yeah. Um, all on Weedering's back, I agree. I think Harry Mackay's got to carry a, a bigger responsibility and kick straighter. So like Kernow does his job, but the ball ends up in Mackay's hands often enough. Because he's a good mark. He's a good mark, and the other night he kicked three goals, but he also sprayed a few as well. Only two. Only two. Last but year, 29 goals, 29 behinds. He was striking at 50%. That's just uh, way too low for a key forward like Mackay. Look, he yeah. looks okay at kicking at goal now, but the Yips haven't started. If he gets into a game or two and misses a couple of easy ones he should get, and the Yips settle in, then he's in trouble. All because right, well, they don't disappear quick. I, I think they overachieved last year, and they'll fall back a little bit further back to earth. Um, I'm not sacking Voss, though, round before even the bit's okay. No, I'm not, not well, calling... just it... sign him a two-year contract. I don't, don't care how long. Obviously, I... I I put my hand up that I was wrong last year and I called for Voss's head and then he got him to a prelim. Only just. Experience, average 63.9 games 
each player, ranked 14th for the year. Age, 25 exactly, years old, ranked 6th for the year, 6th oldest. Goals, 33.5 career goals, ranked 14th. Brownlow votes, 9 career votes, ranked 13th. Well, I've got them as a forward line ranking 5th. I've got the... Oh, look, I I think where you're at, Bridges, is it says that they're in a window, that their their premiership window... 14th, 6th, 14th, 13th. Yeah, but their age, their their number of games, their, their setup there is where they they need to be at. They they've got they'd be hoping to achieve. Ranked second defensively, ranked fourth in the midfield last year, and ranked fifth as a forward line. And that defence carries a lot on Weedering being there, so that's there. So he now has been pretty hardy over the years. Though. Yep. Oh, okay. Let's move on to Collingwood. If we don't move on, we will get stuck. Uh, Collingwood. Now they brought in, and I want your opinion on this guy's stats because what I've read of him says that this kid is going to be a star, is Harry DeMatter, pick 25 in the draft. Comparisons to Scott Pendles is the one of the, the reports on him. Uh, he's come into the side. Before I go on to the others, what, what do you know about him? I don't know a, a lot other than they've drawn the comparisons to Scotty Pendlebury, so we're just going to have to wait and see. Like at pick 25, I mean, you can get some gold in amongst that from pick 20 to 50, so... We're going to just have to wait and see. Well, he does start like Scott Pendlebury because Pendles doesn't miss many games and he's missing the first six to eight weeks with a broken finger. So. Yeah, but he, he does look a player to me. He's got that scruffy look about him as though all he wants to do is play footy. Okay, they brought in Bytel from St Kilda uh, in the supplementy thingy. Be lucky to get a game. Yeah, Joe, Lockie Schultz came in from Fremantle. Awesome, so awesome that, pick up. That was there. And the other one I liked, and he's going to have to earn his spot. I don't see him getting into the 22 to start with, but two Jyth, uh, 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 CJ's Hawthorne's brother. brother. Um, he looked pretty good in the preseason. Only problem is he's a backman, and Collingwood have got fifteen thousand backmen that are all pretty good. So if it, Murphy stands up. He's gonna he's gonna have to do that. What did they lose? Well, they lost Taylor Adams, who was okay last night, but more t- as many turnovers and fifty meter penalty and uh, stuff that I reckon that they can give around. Jack Ginnivan. No, they're not costing him much at all there, really. I know you like him stats, but... I think he'll surprise you at Hawthorne. He has to play more than one quarter a week to, to surprise me. If he plays two quarters, he's probably already surprised we me. We were talking beforehand that like, they lost Ginnivan, yes, and but they picked up, you know, the, the, the guy from Freo. Lockie Schultz. Yeah, but what the difference is that Ginnivan is out there to kick goals himself, whereas Schultz is out there who will kick goals, but he'll hand a lot of goals off. He's a team player, Schultz. He was vitally important to Frio, and Frio are going to miss that guy in their forward What line. else did they lose? Trent Bianco was delisted, Will Kelly delisted, uh, Trey Rusco delisted, and everybody else that got delisted never did much. So, But Taylor Adams is, is a big loss for him out of the midfield. Don't think so. Um, I think it is because it's experience, but at the same time, I think they've got the depth to cover it. Mitchell there. Mitchell was good for him last year. I thought he was great. Well, he's great in the grand final. He was awesome. So, w- w- can we give us your okay, stats I on do. Collingwood there, Bridges? Experience, 86 games, second overall. Age, 25.9 years, ranked first. So, they're the oldest club. Goals, 55.1 career goals, average, ranked second for the year. And Brownlow votes, 16.9 career votes, ranked first for the year. So there's second, first, second, first. Oh, that's good. They're ranked 
fourth defensively last year. The midfield was ranked third, and the forward line was ranked seventh for the year. I think for their forward line to be ranked seventh, considering it's lacking superstars, that's pretty good. McStay going down for the year is going to hurt them a bit. It is. If Johnson steps up, that's what they really need is Johnson to step up. He looked a bit lost in the preseason. He wasn't quite where he needed to be. It was something there I noticed. But anyway, Pies will still definitely be hanging around. So Nick Dacos, can he take another step? He only needs to take a millimetre of a step and he wins a Brownlow. So. Well, the thing is, he's going to come under a lot of scrutiny from opposition clubs now, isn't he? And look, I think McRae's up for that challenge because what we saw last year when they did that, they focused on Dacos, but other players got off the chain at the same time. So can, I don't think they could focus more on him. I think clubs really put a lot of time and effort into slowing him down last year, and he still was brilliant. I, I think you nailed it, Bridges. By the time we got to the buys last year, it was, oh, we're playing Collingwood. Right, what's our plan for Dacos? Exactly. It already was, yet he still excelled. Now, he didn't get the Brownlow votes laid. He, his game became harder. Well, he was harder, injured. But he missed six he weeks. He was injured. He missed six weeks. But Yeah, but he... he got more attention put onto him in those in the games that he had. But he still stood up. Mm. He still was getting 30 possessions and one or two goals. He, he still did his job. Okay. So, no, the, Them uh, being the oldest club, does, is that going to affect them? Like, you look down the, the, the list, Tom Mitchell's 30, Elliot's 31. Uh, you've got Spendery, 36. Then you go down, you've got side bottom, 33. Yeah, Mc, McInnes is 30, is 30. They're nearly yeah. old enough to come play Giants. Well, well, most uh, players you're mentioning are durable, though, yeah, as well. And look, I think it's not going to affect them Mason this year. In a three- to five-year cycle, it's going to affect them hugely. But I don't think this year in particular, like, they're the third most experienced list. Like you said, they're the oldest list in the league. But I still think there's they're a window the most of opportunity for them to go back-to-back for the first time since 1935, 1936. I, I think that their experience helps. I think injuries are going to be the key. At, at that age, it's not so much, yes, you get a bit slower in the step, but you make up for it in your wisdom. But does the body hold up? Well, And last year, the, the old guys' bodies held up. So Steele's bottom held up. Pendle's body, body held up. Mitchell's body held up. Mitchell's had a pretty rough period while he was at Hawthorne, yet his body held up quite well. McRae manages those bodies in, in time on ground quite well. So they've got the backups. All right, let's talk about someone that oh, they won't get the wooden spoon, but I won't complain if they do. Uh, Essendon, all right. What, what did they lose? Uh, half their list by the look of that. Um, Tip and Woody's gone. That's you know, He retired. He retired and came back and retired again. But he did give him a, always gives him a spark. Andrew Phillips retired, so that's another Ruckman down. Will Snelling delisted. James Stewart delisted. Patrick Voss delisted. I think he might have ended up at Brisbane or one of those ones. He ended up somewhere else, Voss. Brandon Thurk Thatcher traded to Port Adelaide. That one's huge. So that's probably their biggest out as far as what did they get in. Nate Caddy came in at pick 10. Uh, It looks okay. Xavier Dersma traded from Port Adelaide. Todd Goldstein comes in to give an extra ruck for help Draper out. Jade Gresham comes in from the Saints. Ben McKay comes in from North Melbourne. And then they've had a couple of others come in from the rookie draft that'll have to earn their stripes. But they picked up three or four starters. Oh, you're right, they did. Um, and they needed to. Their back line leaks like a sieve. Their movement of the ball is stagnant. If anyone watched that practice match 
the, the, the St Kilda one. You would want to hope that Essen went out there deliberately to lose that because if they went out to win that, they failed miserably. Uh, they couldn't move the ball. They weren't able to score. Um, I, I, there's grave concerns with that Essendon list as far as I'm concerned. What's your stats? The oh. stats from the non-stats man. Experience, 75.5 games, seventh for the year. Age, 24.5 years of age, ranked 12th. Goals, 40.6, average 7th. And Brownlow votes, 11.8, career votes, ranked 9th. So that's 7th, 12th, 7th, 9th. Mm. And ninth is... If they end up above 15th on the ladder, they've exceeded all of that. <laughs> I got them ranked 12th defensively last year. They ranked 15th in their midfield and ranked 11th in the forward line. Yeah, so, it, look, I, we've watched Essendon over the last few years and um, the, the issue with them is, is the only time they look good and they win games is when they move that ball quickly. When they move it and fling it around and get it for... Yes, they get scored against when that happens... But they win games when they do that. When they play that stodgy pass-around game, they get beaten. Uh, as far as injuries, Draper has got a groin test for round one. <coughs> ben Hobbs has got a shoulder injury test for round one. Dylan Shield, f- knee and foot, so he's out to be confirmed. That one hurts. And Jaden Hunter's done a knee out for the season. So a few injuries there. Shield expected to miss the start of the season. Will Nate Caddy start their number 10 draft pick, key forward? He didn't in the practice match. I is he? Yeah, they've probably got him on ISO. Yeah, I don't think he's quite up to that at um, this point. Just having a look, see whether he's seen? in the predicted. I think there's not a big body. He doesn't look quite ready to. Not be. listed in their expected 26 players, even the emergencies. So, yeah. no, I don't see him look, in the, there. The, the other bit is, is they carried Heppel. Well, Kepper was lucky to get a game for two thirds. He was of the good year last year. He was good he last good year. Sorry, end. he came good at the end. Yes, the last six or eight games he was fine, but he's another year older. You know that he's thirty-one years of age. He's out. He's on the out. Really, you got Wiedemann who hasn't really ever made a, a decent game of footy yet. Um, Zach Merritt's awesome. McGrath, he's your number one pick, and he's playing back pocket. That's just not good enough. You expect him to take I've a got lot him more on the steps back flank than that. Well, now. he plays back pocket as a rule. Sam Draper, I think he's a gun. I really do. I love Sam Draper. He's a, he's a bit unconventional, yes, but he has a red-hot crack. Uh, look, I just uh, Peter Wright, if he stays fit, he'll kick 60 goals, yeah? But they, you're going to need a lot more than one guy kicking him. Who else is going to kick goals at Essendon? Kyle Langford. Yeah, but they want to put him in half in the back line half the time. You can't. He's not a, just a straight forward. He has he's half to, forward, half back. Oh, I'm sorry. He has to stay as their main forward. I've got him as a better forward than Peter Wright. What are you going to get out of Stringer? Uh, three, well, pa- three packets of chips and a Mac. Question. Yep, three packets of chips and a Mac is order. Look, where Essendon's future lies is over the last four or five pe- years. They've picked up a lot of kids. Can they take a step up and become? AFL football, but you just went through those kids and no, no, you got the Zach Reeds and these sort of guys, the Davies. Um, you know, you've got a, quite a few of those that haven't taken that next step. Well, they're not part of the best twenty-two. Guelphie will be a, a good one to see him Tatsis, grow this year. Elijah Tatsis, he looks like a player. Still not listed. Uh, he's listed in the interchange. So, yep, they've got Draper, him. Uh, you've got Parrish. He's another good player for them. They've got good players. I don't say they don't, but what I am concerned at is their back line leaks like a sieve, and when they don't move the ball, they get beaten. Well, they looked really terrible. I know it was a inter-clubby um, 
half a match, not even a real match against St Kilda the other day. But the Saints put some pressure on them and they crumbled. And we'll find out this weekend when they play where they're at. Geelong. Geelong, well, we'll find that out this weekend, whether they've actually got any hope. Otherwise, I'm putting them way down the ladder. Fremantle, the Dockers. Oh, jeez, poor Dockers. Poor Dockers. They, they looked good a few years ago, and I don't know what happened to them. Oh, wait. They sent Lockie Neal. They sent everybody away. That's what Lockie's they did. Lockie's been gone for 10 years. Yeah, but they sent everybody else away. Who else did but they? But they lost a few last year. Liam Henry come across to St Kilda. He That's wants to loss. win games. Lockie Schultz come across. Joel Hamling left as a free agent to but St Kilda. But he never wasn't getting a game, so there's no loss there. Nathan Wilson was delisted. Well, they paid a lot to get him and didn't get anything out of him. What did they bring in? Well, this is where the problem lies. They brought nothing in. Why? Because they gave up this whole draft year to get... Three first-round draft picks next year. Yeah, but they gave it all up to get... What's his name? Jackson. Ja- Luke Jackson. Yep, and that cost them being able to get any young kids in this well, year. At the start, first half of last year, I thought that was a bad decision. But as the game wore on, when Darcy got injured, I thought Jackson stepped up marvellous. Yeah, okay. Ollie Murphy was their first pick. Uh, sorry, Cooper Simpson picked 35 in the draft. Ollie Murphy picked 41. And Oscar McDonald, they picked up as a delisted free agent to help the back line. Look, I look, was looking today through their stats, and, and their back line is very solid. Fife looked fit in the practice game. I did watch the the um, community series game with them and the Eagles just to see how bad the Eagles were. And, yeah, that's a whole other story. But Freo looked okay in that. They ran, moved the ball. Defensively, they there's nothing wrong with them. They were ranked six last year. It's in the midfield where they were ranked 10th and even worse in the forward line. They were ranked 17th with 18 teams. Brayshaw didn't have a – he was okay, but he it was a bit off last year. Sarong was terrific. Absolutely terrific, Sarong. And you've got the two Ruckman. So you've got two good Ruckman. You've got two really good midfielders. But you have no forwards and you have a good couple of backmen. I did like young Tom Emmett in the, that preseason game. Gave spark, gave a, a bit of fire there. So I've I got a feeling he will take up Schultz's role. And if I move into some stats for them, uh, actually check their injuries. Let's see what happens there. Jai Miss is going to miss a practice game, but that's about it. Hurt his knee. Heath Chapman, round two or three. Brennan Cox, fibula to be confirmed. That one's bad. That's not a good good one there at all. Uh, Michael Frederick, hamstring. Luke Jackson, concussion uh, to be confirmed. But probably just missed the practice match. Be right for round one. Tabner only to four games in 2023. Yeah. He's got he's got to step up, Tabner. He's he was a rookie listed player, but he, he he marks so well. He can kick okay, but he just doesn't get enough to ball. And he's always injured. Yeah, so they can't rely on him. Experience for Freo, he averaged fifty five point four games, ranked seventeenth. Age twenty four years old, ranked fifteenth. Yeah, so they're the fourth youngest team. Goals twenty nine point eight career goals, averaged seventeenth. Nothing unusual for Freo not to kick goals. Brownlow, 10.4 career votes, average 12th. So that's 17th, 15th, 17th and 12th. The only advantage they have really is there's a lot of youth in that team coming through. Could this be the year where their youth steps up and takes, an, you know, improves their, the coach safe? Their practice, like their list here, the predict, projected list, has Tabanara as an emergency with Josh Tracy have, owning his spot. 
So the, the prediction Big there strong is... strong boy. T- he can take a mark and he can kick a so, goal. So Tabernard may not be uh, in any contention at all. Right. Fair. But uh, anything else you got to add on Freo stats? Other than what do they do with Nat Fife? Do you, do you think they rolling forward for most of this no, year? I think he's got to go back to the midfield or... Uh, it, what I'd be happy enough to do is move him into a half-forward flank wing, something like that. So he gets involved, but he's not a goal kicker. He's, a, not, he's been a good mark, yes, but he hasn't been a good goal kicker. And when he goes forward, he just doesn't know how to play it. I, I agree with that. Half-forward flank allows him to be in the, the, the thick of it, but not maybe getting his head taken off quite as often. Mm. And he's probably the key to whether they finish 16th or whether they finish 12th. Well, the question, uh, the big question is that they appear to be um, unhappy with the coach going on last year and they look like they, they this could be his last season. He's up for renewal at the end of the season. If they come out and You're lose... You're killing a few, coach round one, show one, Bridges. If, he, if they lose the first three or four, he could be well out. There was a betting market I saw there. I didn't see the odds, but it was uh, Longmuir or Simpson. Which one goes first this year? Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the Cats, and then we'll have a sponsor's break and keep ticking. Uh, the Cats have ins and outs. So, as the Cats know, there's a retirement village built onto the side of Cadinia Park, and in that retirement village has Segula, it has... Stanley, uh, no, Stanley, no, Stanley, no, 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 I mean that have left, like Segula's oh, okay. retired, right. uh, and then Isaac Smith's retired, then they delisted a few, Sam Menangola they delisted, I'm a, a bit unsure on that one, um, did he get... Surprised nobody picked him nobody up. Nobody picked him up. No. I'm amazed at that. I, I, thought I think he committed, he lost that, and I think he walked away. Right, okay. Radigalia traded to Port Adelaide. Uh, Riccardi delisted. Sam Simpson delisted. Now, he was a kid that looked like he was going to be good, and they've, they've thrown him to the side. So, again, Geelong have gone with older players, the kids that didn't quite get enough of a run. They've dumped them before they gave them a chance. Well, they, picked up, they did pick up some good age. They picked up a young fella, Sean Menard. Yes, man. Pick number 30, 36 in the draft he was and looks okay. 26 years old, like he just about fits their right age group. Their first pick was uh, Conor O'Sullivan, and again, young, not. Defensive player. Yep, not probably going to get too much of a start there. I think uh, Manor is probably their most likely to play round one. Mitchell. And he's not as big as he He's only 178 centimetres and 80 kilos. Yeah, it, but he's. They picked him up from the VFL to go and play football. When they pick him up from the VFL, they pick him up to put him in round one. <coughs> he kicked six goals in the VFL grand final last year. His, his reference was uh, very much a Blitzarves type player. So maybe not quite the size, but he's obviously got a big tank on him and able to run. So as there, Mitchell Edwards comes in. So they picked up all kids. They traded in nobody. Now, is that the first year that... That they've traded in, that they haven't traded in a, a big name for quite a while. I can't think back to a year where they haven't traded what in. Number pick was um, the young fella you mentioned. Manor. Yeah. No, the, no, O'Sullivan. Yeah. O'Sullivan was pick 11. eleven. So that was their first. So never gave away their first pick for the first time. Also in, in long time, in a lot of years. Yep. Uh, experience. They're eighty-eight point six games average, ranked first. Age, 25.5 years old, ranked second. I'm surprised Collingwood were older. Goals, 66.3 career goals, ranked first. Brownlow votes, 14.7 career votes, ranked third. So that's first, second, first, 
third. Last year, they were ranked 7th defensively, ranked 14th in the midfield, which that really surprised me when I saw that stat. And ranked well, the young fellas just didn't come on last year, I don't think. Well, their midfield didn't fire. Well, they did have Guthrie who was injured. Yeah, and they didn't give Menangola a go. And then they brought in a couple of other young blokes to do it. And they've still got others like Jai Clark and that, that they need to get games into their legs. If they don't, then... They're going to be delisting them, going, oh, they didn't work. Well, they can't work if you don't give them a go. Geelong, they bo- did Geelong bottom out last year then? Let's, let's ask that question. I don't think so. I think there's, they're, they're going lower. So then should they not have traded out a lot more? Well, but who would pick up Stanley? Nobody. Parfit, they don't, they don't rate Parfit highly either. <coughs> Nobody would pick up Tui. Bruin they picked up the year before, so I went Cameron is a good player. Why do you say they don't rate Parfit? Because he's in and out and he doesn't get... He's a good midfielder. He's a role player. Well, that's how they put him. But I think he's structurally important, Bridges. He's still better than that. Yes. I think he's a terrific player. When he gets a run on... But he's still only listed as an emergency in their possible 22, in in their predicted 22. Yeah, I I find it hard to to say that I, I really rate him. Yeah, me too. That's what I'm saying. But they don't. They don't, and he doesn't. I, I don't get know the, about that. He doesn't I, get the. Where the time. where does he go into that list? Okay, they're they're back. He's generally playing forward. Mm. Brian Myers, Jeremy Cameron, Brad Close, Tyson Stengel, Tom Hawkins, Ollie Henry. He's not going to get over any of those. Close maybe, but he was still pretty good last year. The midfield: Blitzarbs, Dangerfield, and Max Holmes. So they're putting the young guy in there. And through their followers, Reece Stanley, Tom Atkins, Cam Guthrie. And their back line's pretty solid as it is. It's hard to break in. But he's one that I think you're right, Bridges, had trade value. You can't trade Dangerfield because he likes to surf. So he's happy. He's Colin got, Jason, there's no trade there. Holmes, there's no trade Bl- there. Blitzarves is too old. Tom Stewart's too old. Hawkins is too old. Rose uh, is not up to it. So unfortunately, what they've got the to have... Coning could be tradable. They're going to have to get to a point where they say, look, all you boys, and give them the tap on the shoulder. Well, they're the, they're the second oldest list, and that's one of the reasons that I think they're going backward. All right. Well, as far as injuries, uh, Cam Guthrie quad eight to ten weeks. Well, he's definitely not going to be in there starting 22, is it? That's how accurate that AFL bit is. <laughs> okay, let's jump to a sponsor's break. On the other side of the sponsor's break, we have got... The Gold Coast Suns, and if they're not careful, Bridges will send them to Tasmania. So They should have gone five years ago. <laughs> You're listening to the AFL Opening Bounce, brought to you by Factor One Accounting here in Shepparton. You know the garden could do with a makeover, so what are you waiting for? Cleves Garden Supplies have got everything you need to get the job done, and they're open seven days a week. Coloured mulches, decorative pebbles, river stones, crushed rocks, sands, gravel, sleepers, topsoils, pavers, you name it, they've got it. They'll deliver small loads and big loads straight to your door. Drop in and see them at 20 Wanganui Road, Shepparton, or give them a call. 58212 That's 58212 1FM sponsor. Daryl here from Aussie Ag Supplies. What can we offer you in the months ahead? One, tractor parts, new and used for Ford, Fiat, Massey, Ferguson, Sami, Deutz, Landini, McCormick, New Holland and Grey Fergies. Two, used tractors for sale and we are looking for good used tractors and sick tractors to wreck. Plus new mulches, multi-disc sprayers, etc. It will get tough in the months ahead. So to save dollars, ring me, Daryl, 
at Aussie Ag Supplies 0428 235000. I'll repeat that, 0428 235000. 1FM Sponsor. As we age, maintaining good health and living a pain-free life can become more difficult. Are you somebody who suffers from regular back or sciatic nerve pain? The Natural Approach Healing Centre in Kyabram has been treating people with these conditions for more than 30 years. Don't put up with pain any longer. Book an appointment at the Natural Approach Healing Centre in Kyabram today. Most people only need one or two sessions. Call Sharon today on 0416 494 476. That number again, 0416 494 476. You will also find us at www.naturalapproach.com.au. Station sponsor. Welcome back to the AFL Opening Bounce, the first show of the year, and we're going through the teams, looking at who they brought in, who they dumped, who left them by choice, and then we're getting Bridges. Bridges has got stats today, so he, he's bringing something to the table that he doesn't normally do. And Mark Owens has got his half a dozen trees that he's cut down here, and he's not sure what to use because Bridges is stealing his thunder. So I don't know about this. And currently we've got a game at half-time, one of the practice matches, and it's Geelong taking on Essendon. And Essendon, 7-6-48 lead, Geelong 6-9-45, and that's at Alphabet Stadium. Hmm, interesting. Close. Does that mean they're going to end up close in the ladder? Uh, let's. I'll g- get you a few stats on that if I can. So we're going to the Gold Coast list while you have a look at that. Yep. Uh, Gold Coast, where are they going? Uh, a couple of practice matches they've played, they've looked pretty average. Hey, did they bring much into the club? They brought a coach. What are your thoughts on them bringing a new coach in stats? I think in the fullness of time, it's probably a good move. Look, there's a couple of things around it, again. I've often said it. He was great at Richmond. It is always harder to win a premiership at a second club as a coach. twice, hasn't it? Yeah, in, in modern history. Yeah. In, in, the old, in the it. older history, it happened a bit. But in the modern AFL history, it doesn't happen that often. So that's on the table. The second thing is I think it's a really hard ask on Hardwick to go up there and make them an overnight sensation. It's still going to take a little bit of time. Look, I can see them challenging at the end of his second year's tenure, but this year I've got them missing the eight because it's going to take time to develop the game plan. He's going to take time to know his list, what his list can do, and you've got to give him a little bit of time to adjust to that. Well, he, he chopped the list a bit. Jed Anderson delisted. Connor Blakey retired. Burgess traded to Adelaide. Marbio Chole traded to Hawthorne. Constable retired. Elijah Hollins traded to Carlton. Jeremy Sharp delisted. Jake Steen delisted. So he did swing the axe and he threw a heap of people plane tickets. Well, he had to do that because he had so many drafts to, to bring in. Well, he didn't bring that much in. He's, he's lost more than he brought in, so there must have been a balance there somewhere. Well, but the ones he brought in were top picks. So what did he bring in? Jed Walters, pick number three, uh, injured with a collarbone at the moment, but is said to be a superstar. He, he's come in. Ethan Reed, pick nine. Big tall Ruckman looked all right in the practice match. Yep, so they're obviously starting to think of life after wits. 
And Will Graham looks okay. It was the academy pick that they picked up, pick 26. Jake Rogers was pick 14, another academy pick. So they picked up a few there, and then they got Jack Mahoney and Sam Closey in the rookie draft as well, So that, and Will Rowlands as well. So they, they went all kids, traded in nothing uh, that's come into the club. So oh. Hardwick, I, I got the feeling that Hardwick's saying, this year doesn't matter. He won't say it publicly, but what have I got in my list? A bit like Ross Lyon did with St Kilda last year. Go through the year, try people in different spots, swing people around and figure out who can he teach his game plan to and who can't. Well, the thing I have with it is he says, his statement was, we have 80% of the players are going to win our flag are here already. We already dumped 20%. Right, and there's another twenty percent or more got to go there. Okay, Rory Atkins, he's not ever going to. Flame. Yeah, but just because he says that, that doesn't mean that's yeah, true. You still got to look at that list and say Brendan Ellis at thirty, he's passed it. There's a lot on that list. Sexton, he's getting a run now, but will he get stay getting a gun? If he keeps coughing the ball up the way he is, he won't. Nick Coleman, been a good player for him, still solid, but there's a lot on that list that you look through and you would say they are not going to be. Lockie Weller's not going to be in a flag. Tom Berry is, you know, Brisbane dumped him. Rao, yes. Humphrey, yes. Tatsis, don't know yet, young kid. Ben Long, he's passed it. They're Lemons, only, don't know, doubt it. Their only injury is Walters, uh, Jed Walter, uh, uh, collarbone, expected round three at the earliest. What are you, what are, where do they sit on your uh, de- defensive stats and things like that? Mark? Well, last year in 2023, they were ranked 15th defensively. That's better than I expected. And I, I don't think that's going to change too much in 2024. Look, their midfield starting to emerge. They uh, ranked ninth last year. So that's starting to be an uptick. Raul Anderson, yes. So, but the forward line's a worry, ranked 15th last year, and I don't see it coming on anytime soon, albeit Ben King is a superstar up there. Sure. But their other main forward, you know, he's 30-odd years old. So, you know, you've got to be bringing something more to the list than what they've got now. Casbolt, like I say, he's 34 years old. If he's your second best forward, then your tr- your club is in trouble, and he's not ever been the greatest kick. Good mark, yes. Terrific mark. Well, they don't really have him predicted as a, a emergency almost on the list. Oh, so. He played the other night, and he was their best forward. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ben Ben King was good there. Noah Anderson's the one I think in their, their list. And the other bit that he's uh, Hardwick's made a change of is Sexton going to halfback flank to pick sure, up but that he kept role. Coughing the ball up. Yeah, that'll come. That'll come. All of a sudden, he's getting the ball when he's he's never actually had the ball in his life. He's had to work for it. Experience. But he's thirty one. Yeah, I know. That's my point. So, you know, what? Yeah, that's How great. How much has he got there? Even if you turn him into a backman. What are you going to have this year? Maybe next year. So that's how, not going to get you a flag. So how does that help you? That's right. When you go the next bit forward, I, I can't see any value in it. To be honest, I can't see any value having those guys on your list. Not when you're at that stage. Experience-wise, average is 68, 69.8 games, average ninth. Age, 24.7 years old, ranked ninth. Goals, 32.2 career goals, average 16th. Brownlow votes, 6.3 career votes, ranked 17th. They're not great figures. That's not a great list. Well, anything that they're above North Melbourne on, they'd probably consider a win. <laughs> That's about oh. where they're at. Oh, wow. uh, okay, they brought in Reed. So who's trading Ned Moyle uh, from uh, restricted free agency next at the end of this year? I'd pick him up. I thought he, the couple of games he's played, I think he's terrific. Because obviously they don't. Hardwick doesn't rate him because you don't go and pick up a 
number nine Reed. yeah p- pick in number use number nine pick in the draft to pick up a ruckman if you've got a, a backup ruckman that you're happy with. Well, Moyle, he's um, how old is he? That's, he's um, 22 years old. Which, 204 centimetres, 100 kilos. Which means that Hardwick's he's already... two games. So Hardwick's already decided he's not good enough. Well... There's, not, there's no other way to explain that. You don't draft in, and Sid, we'll get to this when we get to Sydney, you don't draft in a ruckman when you've got other ruckmen already when there's other needs in your club. Because you don't play more than one or two ruckmen ever. Sure, but how long has um, Wits got to go? Well, if, I think Wits has still got a couple of years yeah, left I in him. He's easily. still got a couple of years left in him, Wits. And Moyle's going to be uh, is up for trade now. There's already talk that Adelaide, I believe, are, are putting in the feelers for him already. So thinking O'Reilly O'Brien must be coming near his end. So for me, Gold Coast, yeah, if they do it, I think that they've got the ability with that coach to go forward, but it ain't going to happen this year because we saw with Richmond. Hardwick nearly had his head chopped off for two, three years straight. And then all of a sudden, the club players, the penny dropped, and they understood his game plan, and they won three flags. Which is 31 years old. So he is... He's got two or three years left still. Maybe next year. Two or three years left, Bridges. So that gives that puts Moyle, he's only 22, puts him at 24, 25. Reed is only 18, 19. Um, I don't see a problem with doing that. I don't, I don't see you've got to get rid of Moyle. Two I think years, he'll go. Two years time, Moyle will be just hitting, starting to hit his peak. If Ruckman the other, don't hit it till they're twenty. If the other guy was a pick nine, he's going to be, he's going to take over from him. Otherwise, you you drafted him too early. When you don't need a Ruckman, you don't draft him a pick nine. He was number five pick. Moyle was number five pick mid season two thousand twenty. So he's only a mid season pick two, so he costs them nothing. So it's easy to get rid of. Uh, GWS Giants. Okay, what have they brought in and out? They have. Phil Davis finally retired. That would have lowered their age of uh, player by about three years each. And Cameron Fleet and delisted. Matt Flynn was sent over to Eagles to be their number one ruckman, and he's already out. So All that's bad hamstring. Yep, torn off the bone. So he's not going to help them much at all. And Daniel Lloyd retired. Gilby delisted. What did they bring in? James Leake came in at pick 17 in the draft. Defensive player. Yep, Phoenix Gothard come in at pick 12. From Albury, is a creative forward. Looks quite good, yep. And that's one thing that they need is somebody to step up beside Toby. Harvey Thomas, pick 59 as an academy pick. And then they picked up Nathan Waters as a category group B rookie. And and uh, this list is all backwards, by the way. You know, AFL websites is organised as always. And Jason Fonte was pick number 44 in the draft. So they went only for kids. They didn't bring in anything as far as trade-in. But when they got to it and they looked at their list, it's pretty hard to break into that side. It's, it's a solid list that's already there. When you, when you get to their stats, Bridges, you'll probably tell us similar. Uh, the experience is 64.7 games. They ranked 12th. Age is 24.3 years, ranked 13th. Goals, 35.4. Career goals, ranked 13th. Brownlow votes, 10.9. Average of tenth for the year, so nothing. So I would have thought they would have been higher than that, to be honest. Okay. Yep. Their their stats are about where they end up on the ladder mostly. Well, look, you look at their first half of last year under a new coach. You're talking about coaches and needing time. He took half a season, but then he got them going. And I tell you what, they were impressive in my mind. Giants. I thought they were. I thought that they were the best side. 
out of the grand final. Out of the grand final, and and the best the best performed side for the second half of the AFL season last year. Although even better than Carlton, which performed very well. And if they actually paid free kicks to Toby Green. Collingwood probably wouldn't have been even in the grand final. Oh, you, 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 uh, you, you get what you put out there, and he puts it out there. He's been pretty good lately, but now he's tarnished, I think. And now the only issue I have with the is their age bracket of their best players. Clivio's thirty, Toby Green's thirty, um, Whitfield's twenty nine, uh, Callum Ward's thirty four. So you look down their list and their best players have hit that age. Josh Kelly is 30, 29, Jesse Hogan's 29. So their best players have hit their peak. And another year they've yeah, passed oh, their look, peak. I, I, to a degree, disagree. Like, I disagree with that because you've got others that are just absolute stars. Tom Green is, is coming there. Aaron Cadman is coming on as a, a good forward. Lockie Ash was brilliant last year, and he's only young. Jack Butley, Sam Taylor. Th- there's plenty of youth in that list. Brent Daniels is not that old. Callum Brown was good last night. There's plenty of youth in that list that can step step up when those guys step down. Well, you're right, but they, this is their window. They're, they're, they're in 11. their window. They're, yes. they're there right now. That, and that's... Why I'm probably a little surprised they didn't trade anyone in. It's just not a window. I think they're sitting on the windowsill. <laughs> yeah, they're, uh, they're, I'm, I'm, they're, they were first defensively last year, ranked one. Uh, their midfield was ranked five and their forward line was ranked fourth in the competition. And, and the difference, I think the biggest difference was their first five or ten years in the comp, they were a team of stars. They're still a team of stars. But last year they played as a team. They did it a couple of years ago when they made, got through to the grand final. They played as a team that year as well. And last year they were a team. They were awesome so in the they un- So in the end they underachieved? Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure they underachieved. No, I think they, they did okay. But uh, one straight I, kick, I, one I extra free they, kick. I didn't think they underachieved at all. In fact, I had them, and I'll put my hand up, I, I had them getting the wooden spoon last Halfway year. Halfway through, yeah. Yeah, and I, 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 I felt that they... It was one of the best resurrected seasons I've ever seen of mm. AFL football. I don't think it's a hyperbole to say that. And look, for mine, for most of the second half of last year, I thought they were going to win it. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the Hawks then. We'll talk more about the Giants later on. Uh, we, as you always, boys, our, our trademark is running out of time. That's definitely it. And it's going to happen to us again. So let's get moving a bit. Uh, Hawthorne, Lachlan Bramble, delisted, got picked up by... Oh, uh, Bulldogs picked him up. I remember seeing him there. Tyler Brockman traded the West Coast. Emerson Jecker was... De- and I like this kid. He was delisted, but he's been picked up by Geelong. So an- another good tall forward. Very um, Tom Hawkins size. I think he... he we probably you know, can't compare anyone to Tommy Hawkins, but that's his look. Kaczynski traded the ris- to Richmond. Ned Long delisted. Match Lynch retired. And a couple of others delisted. Brandon Ryan traded, Brendan Ryan traded to Brisbane. What did they bring in? Ginnivan, they brought in Jack Gunn. They brought Jack Gunston back in? Yep. They did. Yep. Yeah, he's back. Okay, all right, fair enough. That's what you call board. Uh, Will McCabe, was, they were, their first pick was Nick Watson. There it is. Uh, and he looks good. Uh, you believe you well, picked him up? Well, they call him the wizard. He's a small forward, and they've already tagged him as the next star, uh, Luke Bruce. And they reckon he, he's, he plays along that Eddie Betts, Luke Bruce type uh, of player. So I'm really looking forward to seeing young Nick Watson pick five, the small forward, the wizard. 
Yes, and, and I okay. also believe he has a little bit of spark. He likes stirring the other teams up who's playing against him. Uh, a lot of them want to you know, grab him by the throat. So I think that's great for him. So we just talked about the Giants not trading anyone in when they're in their premiership window. Hawthorne aren't in a premiership window, are they? No. No, not even close. Yet they've brought in Ginnivan. They've brought in Marbio Chol. They've, they've uh, traded and brought in good, solid players to start with. They're priming themselves to, to skyrocket up the ladder if they can. Experience, 58.2 games per 16th for the year. Age, 23.7 years old, ranked 17th. Goals, 45.7 career goals, ranked 5th. And Brownlow votes, 6.5 career votes, ranked 16th. But you look at that list and there's some youth in there that could be anything. Uh, have they picked well enough? Well, we have to wait a few more years to find that out. But the likes of Day, Dylan Moore, uh, you know, there, there's some talent coming John through. John Newcomb, I, I really like him. Yeah, I, I think he's great. Yep, Cam McKenzie, he's only 20 years old. First year, last year, could come on. Uh, McGuinness, gee, he's a lockdown player, isn't he? Like he's, I, I think he's a classic, absolute lockdown player. He's going, he's going to be there a long Carl time. Carl Amon that they picked up from Port a season ago now. Um, Seamus Mitchell looks good. Where are they on your Well, last list? year, just going off last year's stats, they were ranked 17th defensively, 16th in the midfield and 12th in the forward line. But I've got a feeling they might uptick quickly on a couple of those stats from last season. Well, few injuries, that's the only issue. They do have a lot of injuries. I'll find their list because it's fairly yeah. long. Jayath is round four with a hammy. Will Day, round four with a fractured foot. Blank, ACL. Granger Barras mid-season with a toe. McCabe out with a back. He was their second pick in the draft. He's 12 weeks with a back. Seamus Mitchell, jaw testing. Dylan Moore has got glandular fever. Chad Wingard. Back on the track, I think, after glandular fever. Good. Chad Wingard, Achilles mid-season. So their their defensive setup is pretty empty. The one that we haven't talked about, I'm going to find most interesting... Comes from Essendon defender. Now I'm going to muck his name. Rosio. He's got yeah. He's got the name of like a, an opera singer. Massimo. Massimo. D'Ambrosio. I, I, I like the pickup. I do too. I think it's a great pickup. He like at Essendon he looked okay. He was he's only kid, like but twenty years old, and Essendon was sort of harsh on him. Were they just trying to make him better? Maybe. But he's now gone to Hawthorne and they will make him better. All right. Uh, let's move on to Melbourne. Well, Melbourne, they tried something last year that failed and probably cost them everything. And so when they brought in Brody Grundy to sit beside Max Gorn and they said, no, 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 we're not going to do that anymore. You can go to Sydney. So Brody Grundy jumped on a plane, went to Sydney. Angus Brayshaw medically retired due to concussion. And that's really sad because... It is definitely a warrior for them, and we saw that hit last year with Maynard, which was a clean football act, and it's probably something that will come up in discussions. This go, year he'll get suspended for that. Well, that's already been decided that yep. you, you get suspended for that, Which so we're definitely going to have some discussions on, on whether it, people should be suspended or not from those sort of acts, and I'm sure we'll have discussions on whether they got off because they were a Brownlow favourite. Uh, Bridges is going, yeah, that's going to happen. Uh, what else happened? James Harms. James Hard, well, and Cripps. James Harms trades to Western Bulldogs. Michael Hibbard retired. James Jordan went to Sydney. It looked quite good last night. 
and Deacon Deacon Smith delisted, Kay Turner delisted. What did they bring in? Jack Billings from St Kilda, former number three pick, and could pick up. Yep, that could help yeah, them. Great to see. Tom Fullerton, they brought into stock up their forward line. Maddie Hoare, who started his career on fire and then was injured and delisted and earned his way back from the VFL. Just so. on Fullerton, he can go into the ruck too, former Brisbane That's player. That's one of the reasons they brought him in, but he couldn't get a game up in Brisbane. He played 19 games yep. up there in six years. Only played when McInerney was injured, didn't he? Uh, Shane McAdam <laughs> traded in from Adelaide. Colton Thilthrop was number 13 pick in the draft and he looks okay but one that's going to start this round zero is Caleb Windsor number seven Uh, sits on the wing runs clean appears to have time when he's got the ball plenty agility pace yeah. Um, yeah, from Eastern Rangers. He's one that if you're doing super coach, you've got to have him in your side. Um, very quickly, Bridges, something about Ex- Melbourne. Experience, 80, 84.9 games, third. Average, 25.2. Average, third. Goals, 51.2. Average, third. Votes, 14.8. Average, second. So third, 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 second. They're still in the top of the window. I've concerned. They haven't fixed their forward line issue. I have seen noticeable changes in their game plan. They tap the ball on a lot more. They move the ball on a lot more. Have they brought in enough to fix them? <laughs> no, I don't think they have. Stats? I, I think that, uh, look, they were ranked third defensively, really good, ranked second in the midfield last year. Where they lost it was in the forward line, uh, the connectivity, and that's one of the reasons I think they went out and got Jack Billings because I think he's going he's gonna to create that... Uh, that connectivity in the, amongst in the, the practice forwards. Match the other night, and what I did. noticed in the practice matches too, that they were kicking the ball a lot lower to their forwards, not not sitting it on their head as much. Oh, I think I noticed Max Gorn go, hey, I'm number one ruck again, boys. Just remember I'm here. And 24 he disposals, good, a goal, won the hit outs, owned the day. Now, sure, he was not up against a top-level ruckman in doing so, but he won the day quite cleanly. I think that that... That upset them last year because they weren't sure where their ruck and where their big men sat. And when Grundy went forward, he was just a bag of spuds standing up there and didn't do anything for them up forward. And he was the second ruckman. Whereas then when they had Jackson, Jackson played as a forward okay. Yes. And that was the difference. So they've they've just got to redevelop. Grundy couldn't play as a forward either. But I think their window has closed. No, I, I don't I'm, think so. I'm closing the window, boys. It wouldn't surprise me seeing them hold up the Premiership Cup at the end of the year. They're top four for mine. Joey, he'll be listening in to us and that, and he'll be going, Jason, what are you saying? But no, I'm, look, I'm, they'll still be up there, but I think their window's closed. I do too. Sorry, but uh, they've lost Brayshaw, but Oliver doesn't know what his story is. Gorn's getting on in age. Their forward line struggles. Stephen May's just about as old as, as everybody else we've mentioned 32. there. 32. The, the next generation aren't as good as the current generation. Finey, 30. Yep. So, all right. Let's do one more team, boys, and then we'll have a look at the game for next week, and then we'll be just about running out of time and bits as well because we'll, we'll be at, we've got a Thursday night game next week to go through. I'll give us some info on... The current game we've got, with score is Cats 47, 6 goals 11, and Essendon 8 goals 7, 55. So the Bombers, less scoring shots, but they're in front. And Parrish has got 25, Max Holmes 23, Andrew McGrath Bridges, he's up to 21, so he's getting plenty of the ball. 
and Zach Merritt, 19. Nick Martin's got 19 disposals and two goals. Who else is clocking up the goals? Kyle Langford's got three. Tyson Stengel's got two for the Cats. Anyone tackling? Stringer's got four tackles and leading the way with tackles. So there you go. He's having a go. And Marks, Jeremy Cameron's got eight marks for the day. And who's getting all the metres? Max Holmes, nearly 600 metres gained. So it's 12 minutes into the third quarter. So still a fair bit to go in that one. And Dersma's getting a few yards up. But So fairly even battle between those two that are probably middle of the, the ladder contest there. And let's, okay, one more team. One more team is North Melbourne, boys. And it's a good team to talk about because this one is an up-and-comer, I think. Yes, they lost a lot, but, gee, they brought in some, t- some talent as well. Aidan Bonner delisted. Ben Cunnington retired. Jake Edwards delisted. Aaron Hall retired. Daniel Howe retired. In fact, half of them retired. Uh, ben McKay, free agent to Essendon, so traded Essendon. Flynn Perez delisted, Phoenix Spicer delisted, Lockie Young delisted, Zach Zebel retired, which will hurt. And the big one, Todd Goldstein traded to Essendon. So they really got rid of a lot. They did? What did they pick up? What did they pick up? Right, now remember my list is all backwards because the AFL, I don't know, you can't say it's um, done by alphabetical order because the first name on the list is Will Dawson. It's a Zach w. Fisher from Carlton, a forward mid. Yep. Um, Zane Dersma. Yeah, Dylan Stevens from um, Sydney, midfield. He'd be okay too. So, so their two big draft picks were Colby McKercher, number two pick in the draft. He's the one from Tasmania. Yes. Is that right, Bridges? Yep. Um, tell me something. Tell me something. Ah, look, he's a gun. I, I think he's he, he could be the rising star. He, he's right up there. He moves well, has everything going for him to be an AFL player. Can they hold on to him? Like he's 19 years old, 182 centimetres, 76 kilos. He's not a big boy, but he has talent. Okay, Zane Dersma, pick four. Uh, similar when I looked at him to Cozzy Pickett. 18 years old, 190 centimetres, yep. 80 kilos. Taylor Goad, about 400 centimetres tall, and he was pick 20 in the draft, future Ruckman. So gives he's gives Zeri some backup. And and I'll get this one wrong. Stats, you're going to have to correct me here. Bagoa Nguyen. I'll see how I go with that when they call his name out round one. Yep, uh, Sudanese guy, traded in from Richmond and possibly going to line up at centre-half back to start round one. He's played one game so far for Richmond. Toby Pink came in as a delisted free agent and unexpected to start in the back pocket as well. Will Dawson is another defender. So they really stocked up their defenders and their midfielders. Obviously happy with their forward line structure at the moment. I think Pink will take up one of those key spots at the back. Yep. He was delisted and picked up from South Australia. Begoer is a, is a backman. He's a, a, I watched him play and he just was looked like Jyath, like from Hawthorne. He, he intercepted the ball well, could jump miles, and I thought he was good. He's on the young, but it's a good bit. And Zach Fisher they got from Carlton, that will be a boost for them if uh, he can yeah. stay fit. But the question is where you're going to play him. He's a halfback flanker. You've got Sheasel already playing there. You've got a two or three others that they will want to blood from that halfback line. Does he make their best 22? No, he can go in the midfield. Well, you look at their midfield. Their midfield doesn't need anybody. He's not going to get in that midfield. Simpson. Um, Co- Simpkin, LDU. Ba- Bailey yeah. Scott. D- Dylan Stevens in there that's come from Sydney uh, last year, I think. And... 
Yeah. George Wardlaw, of course, well, will play minutes. Yeah. Taron Thomas He's doesn't need Taron yeah. Thomas doesn't need a spot anymore. He's I not in the best twenty two. I think he can win the rising star, Sid. Wardlaw. Yeah. I Wardlaw. Yeah. He's a tackling absolute you know, ferocious tackler. I I love Wardlaw. North I, Melbourne, forty eight games, ranked eighteenth. Age twenty three point four years old, ranked eighteenth. Goals twenty three point five, ranked eighteenth. Brownlow votes 3.5 career goals, average 18th. So there's not a lot there except that youth policy there that they've brought in. They've got the, per- the personnel there now. They've got to stop chopping a lot of these guys now and give them some time on the field and turn them into footballers. I actually see North jumping up the ladder a bit. I give them five or six games this year. I actually don't. I still think they'll be in the bottom two. But I think they'll be better. They'll be improved. But uh, How many games did they lose last year by under two goals? Yeah, look, I, I still think it's it's a little bit of time now. I mean, when when you look at it, I get come back to the forward line. So you have a look at it last year. Larky, awesome. 60, what was he, second well, in a... That, that's a turnaround on what you said about him in May when you said he was years, lazy. Two years ago he was lazy, yes. <laughs> but the penny that's dropped. A, that's a big turnaround. The penny has dropped. You said... Nick Lazy Larky. Well, let's have a look at Nick Lazy Larky. <laughs> 23 games, 71 goals, third in the Coleman in a forward line that was ranked 18th in the comp. Yeah. yeah. The year before, he was lazy. Last year, he was fine. You uh, can only co- comment uh, what they're doing. The well, year you before, tagged him that back in May. No, it was the year before, Stan. No, it was after a guess and kick. I heard the show. Killed. I was listening to it last after night. A That's how of, I know. It was after a That's game. That's why I wrote Kilda. it down. Oh, okay. Ding, ding, ding. Round one of our show, and we've already got the boxing gloves on. Good to see you boys back, loving each other so much. Where have much. you got them ending up, Jase? No, I've got North Rising up the ladder, and this is, this is my theory on it, right? And, you know, put the Tim Witch's hat on. North are at the crossroads. They've got a list full of young kids that have a talent oozing out of them, and they've got a select few of mature age players left there. If they don't make some pr- progression now, those mature age players go, ah, I'm out of here. Zerha. Zerha is a prime example. Free agent, they need to keep those players. The way to keep them is to end up maybe 12th, something like that, 12th, 13th in the ladder. If they could jump to up there this year, they show growth, they win, say, eight games, something like that. The old guys go, you know what? These young kids could possibly make it. I'm going to stick around here. I'm going to win a flag with North. If they end up where they were last year, second bottom or third bottom, then send them to Tasmania. <laughs> I reckon they'll finish 17th. I reckon Richmond is still above them. Essendon, Gold Coast, Adelaide, Fremantle, Port, Geelong and Hawthorne are all still above North Melbourne. I think they'll stay 17th. So, so we go back to our opening statement I, I made here. Is who's, where's the ladder going to end up this year? Anybody could move That's anywhere. next week's discussion, Bridges. I know. All right, uh, let's... Do a quick check on that last game. It's happening at the moment, and I'll just update that just to see. What, oh, Bombers kicked another goal, so it's nine seven to sixty one to six eleven forty seven. Bombers beating the Cats there. Now, um, all right, I'm gonna gonna let you loose just for a little snippet on this one, and we can finish this discussion next week, boys. They took one look at me and said, "Oh my." Get a haircut and get a real job. Now, boys, next week is OR, okay? It, it's not round one. No. It's opening round, okay? What kind of rocket scientist come up with OR round? I get we have um, the Adelaide one, the community round, whatever they call it, the one over there in Adelaide. Yep, no dramas. But 
what, who come up with, let's start an AFL season with eight teams playing only and one of those teams being the Premiers who have had the shortest, in fact, two of those teams being the, the two grand finalists that have had the shortest break. Who come up with this crap? Well, it's simple, Jason, because the NRL are over in the United States. Every game being played in, in Las Vegas. So uh, they only decided... got two games over there. But, okay, then that's only fine. Only two games, is yep. it? I thought it was the whole round. No, only no. two games. And if that, that's fine. Then play all. Then we all start this next week. Don't play four teams or four games and then start creating round two buys because you want to try and steal a market. If you want to steal a market, fine. We'd be happy to have proper football with all 18 teams play next week, wouldn't you, Bridges? I would. I, but, I agree with your comment before, though. Collingwood won the grand final. Brisbane played in the grand final and they're playing the first week a week earlier than anybody else. Where's the break there? That's going to affect them in long going long term because they've had lesser preseason, lesser break. Two buys this year. Yeah, but they get so great. They get an extra buy where they don't need it. They need it. They want to be a, the rest with the rest of them. I just can't. So have, a buy within the first two to four weeks is that helping you? For rounds two, three, four, five, and six, I think have all got. Uh, well, anyway, four of those weeks have got two teams on a buy. Uh, it screws with Supercoach which Supercoach have made adjustments to work around to a degree, but it messes with all of that. It messes with everybody going to the football. How many people want to go to the football next week? Oh, my team's not playing. Oh, I might go and watch the Suns and Richmond. Oh, no, nah, I'm not going to waste my time doing that. So, so basically you don't want to grow the game. Put them all in, all 18. Round one starts there. If that's the case, round one, we, we all play next week. So, yes, you, you get to play, Collingwood gets to play, Saints get to play, Bulldogs get to play. We all get to play next week. This buy partway through, that's just ridiculous. And have two buys during a season, that has no value at all. And, again, if you're going to do that, then put all the teams on the buy in one round. and so go you, and have. So you don't want to grow the game because all these stupid coaches are put out a little bit by two buys and four games. Right, in the super first coach way. is extremely important, Stats. You should understand these things. However, that's not the reason. Reason is everyone should be playing now, or no one should be. Why? Why have four? Why, okay, they're trying to do it for the NRL to beat the NRL. Why only pick these four te- four games? Because they see them as marquee opportunities. So why not have the others going as well? So you're happy with two? So buys. What, what would you want? North Melbourne and West Coast starting round one or opening round? Well, you want to do that? You put West Coast up against Hawthorne. Let two losers fight it out. <laughs> see what, come so to. you're happy with two buy stats? I'm not adversely against it. Oh, I see. I see. Didn't you say earlier that it was the end of the world when it had no, two buys? I'm not adversely <laughs> against it. Well, the thing is, boys, the, the thing is, I think you've got to give them some credit. I mean, what I do like in the draw that there's basically a Thursday night game up until around 13, 14, before they re-jig uh, the draw. So I like that. So that's a plus for the AFL. Thursday night games mess with our radio show stats because we don't uh, have I, any information. I still <laughs> like it. I'm a happy yeah, yeah, Thursday I, I, night. I, I, I forget like about Thursday it. Nights. I think it's a really good time slot. It brings mm. the weekend 24 hours early. It just gives a, a really good vibe heading into Friday for all, all the right. workers out there. So 
as I said, we'd, we'd touch on that this week because I'd like to have a, a more bigger argument on it next week because it sounds like a fun topic. But next week, that means on Thursday, in fact, yeah, Thursday, before we have our show next Friday night, we have got Sydney Swans and North Melbourne. And our Friday night game, I believe, stats, is going to be broadcast live and local here on 1F. Live and hold on your here. fire on that. I'm not 100% sure yet. I'm assuming that that will be the case. NRS coverage is yeah. expected to start. Expected, so yeah. If you want to listen to the footy next week, expect to find it here. And if not, well, I'm sorry, but we'll tell you about that then. Anyway, Sydney and Melbourne. Boys, we obviously don't have our full lineups, but we do have information from the two practice matches that that just happened and if we look at those if we look at sydney's side of things just let me click across to there so now who do you think got the most possessions for sydney bridges last night yeah uh probably gildan no james jordan did he really 31 touches for jordan 400 meters gained uh 17 kicks 14 handballs nine marks so if you're looking for someone to slide into your super coach side I would expect James Jordan's going to be one of those. By the way, Stats, Supercoach doesn't even start till round one. Supercoach is just ignoring this um, OR altogether and says it's a joke. Yeah, I'll put that in my diary. Thanks, Super mate. Supercoach starts round one. It does. Looking it, forward to it. It says it's a joke. So for round one, the first game then of the year will be Sydney against Melbourne at the SCG. That's right. So Sydney-Melbourne at the SCG. So Sydney, look good. Goals for Sydney last night and... We've got Sparrow kick. Oh no, Sparrow was right. Um, I'm on the Melbourne. I've clicked across to the Melbourne game. Sorry. Uh, goals there. Everyone kicked one. They all shared. Wicks, Warner, McKerney, McDonald, Heaney, Goulden, Fox, Amadi all kicked one. No one, no one wanted to kick two. They, they were sharing. One and you're on the bench. That was the rule, I guess. But disposals-wise, they got plenty of the ball. Tackles-wise, Goulden had nine. McInerney had six. Rowbottom. I think he's going to be a step up this year. I, I like him. I think he's going to become a good player this year. Had five. And what about young Cleary? Did he get a game? No, he didn't. Nope, there you go. There, top top academy How pick. How did Grundy go? Grundy. Let's click on hitouts and see if he got any of them. 27 hitouts. Only nine disposals, though. Um... So in Supercoach Bridges, you've got Max Gorn. It's, that's good. It's actually thirty or whatever. Only good part about it being a game we don't want to have on there is that it's it's Gorn versus Grundy round one. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So if I go to Demons and Max Gorn had 30, 30 hitouts, but he also had twenty four disposals and two goals. So Max owned that part. Who else got the disposals there? Rivers, 24. Gorn, 24. Viney, 23. Salem, who looked good in the midfield, uh, moved away from the back line, 23. And Petrarca just cruised around. He's filling Brayshaw's position. Salem. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That he, that's why he's moved to midfield. He's always been a backman, but there's a spot, and he's taken it. He's taken it, yep. That's good. So metres gained. Petrarca, 400, so he led the way with that. Goals. Sparrow three, Windsor two, Shacky two, Gorn two. Windsor was good with two. Yeah, I think he's a lock for. Does anyone say it's strange that you know Sydney and Melbourne the first round, first game? Why would you say that's that strange? Just I don't know. I just they're not normal competitors who hate each other or whatever else. That's not like a a grudge match. It just doesn't sort of. Well, what are you suggesting? They should have had that. 
big grudge match at, between GWS and the Western Bulldogs, that 10-year rivalry that Channel 7 keep pumping up as one of the biggest grudges so of, critical of, of, the whole, of all time. Do you have to be so critical of the past? Well, stats? you wanted a grudge match. There you go. You know stats. Great Western Sydney taking I, on the Bulldogs. I'd be pretty First happy. game of the season. I'd be pretty happy There's with that. There's your grudge that. match right I, there. You, but stats, you're actually right. If you're, if you're going to make an opening round and you want to get everybody to turn up, then put two clubs together. You'd have to kidnap people to turn up to that. Like, seriously, like not even the cardboard cutouts from GWS would rock up. Have you looked online at eBay stats to see if you can buy the cardboard cutouts or what? You could have them standing around the studio here. All right, uh, Sydney, Melbourne, who's going to win? Uh, I'm, I'm on Melbourne. I, I, I'm not... I'm I'm concerned with Sydney with Parker being injured that broken arm. Yep, I'm I'm concerned with some of the older retirements that they've got a young list that will probably outperform itself, but I'm still putting them on the outside of the window. Melbourne, I don't believe can win the flag, but I believe they're still a top contender in the competition. So I'm I'm going to go with that. I believe that Melbourne have got going to have something to prove. Grundy's going to cop a few bumps and bruises going around there'll be a bit of bit of that happen what are they on him for he didn't want to leave they kicked him out he did want to leave melbourne kicked him out they, he couldn't they wouldn't even play him in the ones last year so that's year. why he wanted to leave <laughs> so melbourne <laughs> booted him out you know exactly well they didn't need him and I'm, now they come Sid- after I'm going for sydney i think at home sydney are a, a tough team to beat and i think they can just come away with it. a couple of injuries maybe but they are happier being at home What's your thoughts on the, the game as a guesswork stats? I agree with Sydney that they're very hard to beat at the SCG, <coughs> uh, the Sydney Swans. So Sydney at Sydney or Sydney? No, but but hear me out. I, I, I think that Melbourne... I, I liked what I saw of Melbourne in that practice game, especially with those lower kicks inside forward 50. It's going to be really interesting. I reckon they're going to put a lot of pressure on Billings to try and... Because obviously they brought Billings to Melbourne from the Dogs to, to try and be Saints. that conduit inside forward 50. What did they give up for him? Nothing, because he was worth nothing. That, that's beside the point. Saints could have picked the bond. So that's going to be interesting <laughs> there. I still, though, the, I do find that amusing, though. Everyone picks on the Saints for picking Billings over the bond. Who were picks one and two in that draft? No one even knows who they were. All they ever do is pick on Billings because he got picked before the bond. No, you only but, notice that because you're as killed as Yeah, but that's the only one they ever pick on is thanks for that. They never pick on whoever was pick one and two in the draft of that. Well, you've got the computer there I'm looking not, up. I'm just See, ask I think the question. Melbourne were ranked 10th last year in the forward line, but I think they can uptick that. Sydney were ranked 14. Buddy Franklin's not there now. I think that'll help them. Yeah, in, in, in time, I think you're right. But initially, he's not there, so... They're probably needing to work out a new game style around Buddy a little bit as well, uh, not being there in that forward line because he was Fair. he was such you know he was such a ball magnet and go to player. Yeah, and now they've got to reconstruct that a little bit. Whereas Melbourne forward line's basically been the same for the last three. It's four been or five hopeless years. for the last four or five years. You're right. Well, they won a flag. Yeah, but they didn't win it on their forward line. They won it out of the midfield. And their forward line as well. Yeah, but the midfield won that in third, up until the third quarter. They were 18 points down, looking in big trouble. And Petrarca and that bolted out of the middle, kicked goals on the end, and they won it easy. Well, go have a look at Bailey Fritch's stats in the grand final. Yeah. He, has he got a goal hardly since? Did he get a goal the other no, night? No, not since the, not since the grand final. And this is what no. I'm not saying. Many. And this is what I'm saying. Well, let's have a look at Bailey Fritch from last year. 
He kicked uh, 38 goals, 25 in 17 games, 60.3% uh, up in front of goal. I like it around 70%, so he's about 10% off at the moment. But I think he can uptick this year. I think he's in for a bigger year than last year. I, I can see him having a year like he had the year that Melbourne won the flag. For Melbourne's sake, you hope so. Who else is going to kick goals? So, that said, I'm going Melbourne to beat Sydney up there next week at the SCG. I got the answer to my question there. Um, so, in that year, it was 2013. Tom Boyd was pick, pick one won a, by, by the Giants. was a million-dollar player. Yeah, got the Giants. Final. But got, the, got by the Giants. No good. Dumped him. Yes, he... he no, they didn't dump him. Bulldogs bought him. He, they dumped him. They couldn't afford him. Bulldogs bought him. They couldn't afford him. Josh Kelly was picked two. And, bad. and he's been okay, and Billings was picked three. So I guess one's got a flag. The other one's got best and fairest, and Billings is not not much. And then Bont. And then the Bont. Then Kate Kolodashny was next in that list, who's now finally locking in a spot in the back line at Geelong. So um, it's there. Who else was there? Sharon Berg, gone. James Aish, gone. No, is he's he? at Frio. Frio still. Luke McDonald, Christian Salem, Nathan Freeman, Collingwood picked up. He didn't ever play Adelaide a game. Ended up at St Kilda. Kilda. And then went to Adelaide. Yep. Um, Dom Sheed. Paddy Cripps was picked 13. So you could have picked Paddy Cripps too that year. You would have got a good player. It was a good draft that year. <laughs> There's a lot of good players. Uh, boys, I, I'm going to pick the Demons by 12 points. I think I've got happening in my footy tip in there. And everything else, well... Have a watch of the preseason games that are happening because we will talk a bit about those. We finished off at North Melbourne, so we will continue on our our ins and outs a little bit and do the last six or so clubs uh, next uh, next week. Uh, we will be back on air at 5.30 again and 5.30 every week for the next few months, boys. We've got football back and we're excited about it. So for those that can't find football at the moment, um, look, let's face it, Channel 7, suck, okay? I'll be straight up. You Free-to-wear football is dying if it's not dead already. Unfortunately, to see all of this stuff, you need to have KO or Foxtel. Foxtel is a very expensive product. KO is nowhere near as expensive. You just need internet access and a TV that's capable of it. But the advantage in KO Bridges, you're a St Kilda supporter. Now, how often is St Kilda going to get on normal free-to-wear TV this year? About four times. As much as I despise Channel 7, it's not their fault that the government won't legislate to protect free-to-air sport. Uh, cough dollars and pay for it like the others do. They, they shouldn't have to. Free-to-air sport should be a given. Why? They, they charge... The average Australian should be able to see free-to-air sport. Yes, but they charge a billion dollars for the advertising that they do during those ads. Foxtel have no ads. KO has no ads. So you pay for that privilege... That's the balance Well, point. what happened in the 90s when pay TV came to our shores in Australia and the governments of the day said that don't worry about pay television, you'll be able to watch all the sport through free to air. Well, didn't happen. You know what happened? Collingwood won the 1990 grand final and they threw that out the window because they didn't want anyone no, to watch The reality more. is, though, you have to Channel have 7 don't, would not run nine games a week anyway. They don't want to run more than their four or five. They because could it, run it on... Uh, a silly but channel. They don't. Got five thousand. And channels. if they did, it's not going to be even on HD. Foxtel and KO are going are moving to full. Well, that's okay. You don't need it on HD. They're, they're moving to ultra. They're moving Why to ultra HD, HD because it's better picture stats. You can actually see things. You know, it's the way TV have evolved. But 
KO is there. If you want to watch these practice games, if you want to watch football and you're <laughs> not a person that like Carlton that gets every Friday night game, you're going to have to start thinking of other ways around it. If you're over uh, listeners in Western Australia listening to us on 98.5.com, um, I'm sorry, but you've got no free-to-air sport at all, either this year or next year. There is no free-to-air sport, uh, no football. None at all? No, nah, gone. Gone. How does that happen? Channel 7, Channel don't, 7 Ch- don't, Channel want don't, don't want it. They've dumped it. It's gone. And why? And it'll be because it'll have a lot to do with the time of it. For the amount Channel 7 would pay for it to be 9 o'clock games, you know, because 7 o'clock game here is 9 or 10 o'clock over there. Obviously doesn't rate enough. So if you're not in Victoria... You're going to struggle to watch sport and for all those What's listeners. What's KO, 15 $20 a month? You get lots of promos of it where it's 10 and $15. It's $25 if you've got the full whack of it. But there's a lot of promos that once some have just finished where you got six months free of it with uh, buying a new TV. So there was lots of bits happening like that. One of our local retailers had that promo going. So if you were smart, timed that on with, with now, you'd get the whole football season for free. You got to look around and be, be a bit smart with it, but basically it's twenty five bucks a month at, at maximum cost. But it gives you all games. It gives you no ads, and if you're if you're a North Melbourne supporter and you want to see these young kids play, you're probably going to get on TV twice a year, maybe. And that'll be because there's a couple of Constellation Good Friday game or something like that where you're probably busy doing something else. You're not going to get on TV very often, but if you've got KO, you can watch every game. You can watch the replays. You can watch the preseason matches now. Uh, it's I know it's harsh to say you got to pay bridges because I know you love this paying of sport. Well, I'm pretty lucky in the fact that I have a son that does it for me. Yeah, okay, that's good, but it's not me, which is even better. <laughs> no, you do plenty else for me, Jack. It's all right. <laughs> uh, but stats, are you you totally disagree? You think in it should way? that it should all be free? It should always be any any sport should be free. There, I mean. It's a ridiculous situation now where we just saw this summer where we didn't even see the Australian uh, one-day team, yet no. we saw the big bash sides going around. Oh, it's a ridiculous... A- again, who was that? Channel 7. No, so, that that was due to licensing. Again, why? Because Channel 7 didn't buy the rights. But, they, but Channel 7, to be fair to the free debt, they're never going to compete but with they always television. Get, and the government of the day knew it back in the mid-1990s. But they always get first That's crack. That's why they said they were going to legislate it, which they yep. didn't. But they always get first crack, and then they always have the opportunity to make a deal with the other providers, Foxtel, KO. It's up to them whether they choose to make that deal or not. They've made the deal with AFL up until now, but that stuff's all weaning to where it's going to disappear. Seriously, that's like asking an ant to make a deal with an elephant, not to step on him. It is, but the elephant's got the money to keep the whole thing rolling. And the AFL, what do they need? They need money to pay their CEO bills. <laughs> All right, boys, we are done. We're moving on. We're going to have some music jump in here for the next bit. Uh, thank you very much for coming in, Stats. Thank you very much, Bridges. We will get a few special guests on throughout the year. I believe Joey DeConza, now he's got a bit of free time, is going to come in and give us a, a chop out here and there. 
Uh, Jay Welsh will come and come in. I think he only comes in though after Hawks have a really good win. <laughs> he, I think that's written into his contract. Don't come in when we're tanking. Uh, but we will have some good beeps. Hopefully, Gary Nipper Harvey will have him in at some point, to especially when the Blues get moving and he's not there. He, he loves to go to the games. So thank you for having us back on air. You're listening to One FM live and local here in Shepparton. You've been listening to a One FM podcast.